Welcome, everyone, to Mystery, a podcast about myths and history. I am one of your hosts, Bryant, with my permanent guest, Cammie. Hey, Cammie. Hey, Bryant. Cammie, how many people do you think are listening that just subscribed? This is their first episode. How many do you think? I'm not sure. Probably not as many as, as views you're getting as your uh, and my that one YouTube famous... video. <laughs> right, yeah. Well, if you're new, welcome. We love to have you here. Mystery is a show where uh, we created the show so we could talk about anything, legends uh we talk about lots of greek stuff which you know myth you think greek stuff but we talk about just about anything you can think of cammy gives us a story in her own words and then i will lead a discussion on that and we are not scholars we have degrees not related to this at all <laughs> but we enjoy this so cammy what are we talking about today we, we've we been hitting the greek hard we're gonna do it again right exactly yes but this does stretch yes. further than just Greek so that's good. right and Bryant actually have, yeah. came up with this topic yes yeah so we're talking about uh the Lamia which depending on the sources and I'm, uh, this is like a sneak preview it's it's like a singular being or it's it's several beings um kind of different than Medusa Medusa was a Gorgon but there's a Gorgon named Medusa that kind of thing Lamia like is a person but it also becomes like there's the Lamia which are these these things um and i got this from the books the the spooks apprentice books that i've talked about I'll, I'll mention that more on my end but i know cammy um we luckily because it is a greek story we do have some great sources the is what i'm using i'm sure that you yeah, visited them I as well we absolutely well. love them i i t-h-e-o-i dot com the if you love greek stuff just go on there it is wonderful absolutely wonderful so cammy why don't you go ahead and hit us with the story today absolutely like bryant mentioned i did use the dot com uh the lamia section and then there's also this book called dragons serpents and slayers in the classical and early christian worlds and that's by daniel ogden hmm. most beautiful of all the women in libya the queen had a held a special place in the eye of the king of the gods zeus watched her from afar for many months before he came down in human form to seduce the woman he visited her many times, and she bore him many children. The crying from the hungry babes was heard even in the heavens, where Hera, mother goddess, swooped down to comfort them, but what she saw horrified her. Each child a demigod in the likeness of Zeus, they longed for ambrosia to become immortal, so she took them from their home and drowned them in the Mediterranean Sea. Hera then came back to the palace of the queen and waited for her. When Lamia returned, Hera cursed the woman to have scale, the scales of a snake and to never leave the mortal plane, so that she may always remember her grief as long as she had eyes to see. Zeus came down a short time later to visit his lover, but found her alone and panicked, her bottom half now covered in iridescent scales and all of her children missing. Lamia was tearing at her eyes and screaming that she wanted to be rid, wanted to be rid of them, so Zeus, in comfort, put her eyes in her hands, but so that she may control when she sees the world. And he vowed to look for her children, but they were all drowned in the bottom of the sea. So he gave, gave Lamia another gift, the ability to transform into anything she wanted. And he left her in Italy to forget her past. But she did not forget. It is said that she would lure children to her when she was in the sh shape of a stray pup or a beautiful songbird. The children would gaily follow her to a river where she would drown them in jealousy. 
Eventually, she began to transform into something more akin to the modern-day vampire, taking the children and devouring them whole. But whatever her fate, and the fate of those who encounter her, one thing is certain. She was cursed by Hera to wander the earth for the rest of days, so whatever monster she has become, and whatever hell and suffering she presents her victims, if the stories are true, it still plagues the land today. Hera. You okay? Calm down, hun. Hera <laughs> is not okay. Jesus. <laughs> Took down a queen hard, didn't you? I like how you say modern day vampire too, because the first thing I thought of was Twilight and how the Lamia are known to have sparkly scales right. and the Twilight, they sparkle. So that's the that's obviously what you were referencing, <laughs> the sparkliness. Yeah, Lamia. Um, this is interesting. And, you know, I, I, I think we'll kind of notice... Um, this is an interesting tale. It, it is a quite old one. And it's it, what I like to see is like, even in the classic sources, they're trying to like figure out the moral of the story or the history or like uh, they're, they're justifying it. They're studying it. They're analyzing it. These, these dudes from the sixth, seventh century and things like that. And even the name Lamia is said to be, um, well, it, 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 Theoi says that it is a, a, a translation of, uh, means large shark. I'm assuming in, in Greek, perhaps modern, probably ancient at the very least. But I know that there's a lot of connection between ancient and modern Greek. Um, so large shark. And it, and this is kind of an aquatic looking being. Alamia will typically be like a, almost like a, a an, an evil mermaid is the best way I can kind of say it in a nutshell. An evil mermaid. Aren't scaly. all mermaids evil? That's true, yeah. Yeah, very siren-like, yeah. Um, so, like, a beautiful woman up top, everything horrible down below, uh, typically. And, and that's, like, if you go to the Wikipedia page, there's a, a 19th century um, painting that d depicts them as that. Although uh, this one has her more serpentine um, in the lower half. Although she's got a human took us. Uh, so that's weird. But um, I, I enjoyed reading about this because of the different takes, like... Um, Wikipedia notes how Diodorus wrote on this and rationalized that this was like a real Libyan queen. So this is like a euhemeristic account of a, a Libyan queen in, in her, I'll quote exactly, in her drunken state, um, as was if she could not see, allowing her citizens free reign and without superstition uh, or supervision, um, her, her the, the kingdom went into a state of ruin. Um, or something like that. And so, uh, and Heracl Heraclitus's uh, euhemerized account, that's Wikipedia's words, uh, explains that Hera gouged the eyes out of the beautiful Lamia in, well, like out of anger. So it's cool because there's sort of, you know, <clears throat> for these scholars, the myth was very real. The myth and the history were the same thing, and it explained things, and, they, and whether it was fictional or not, it still helped explain uh, the history of these areas and things like that. And so... It it could we you know talking of the euhemeristic account she could have truly been a, a Libyan queen a famous Libyan or infamous queen who um, like maybe the whole place went to a state of ruin under her rule whether it was her fault or not but maybe it just happened that way and then that was the story was oh well you know Zeus and then Hera and you know how it went <laughs> um, so uh, uh, there there's also um, I need to look up this real fast. Wikipedia talks of the Scaliast. Um, Aristophanes claimed that Lamia's name derived from her having a large throat or gullet. And so I guess there's some kind of um, uh, 
connection there with like a, a shark onomatopoeia almost yeah i'm not sure maybe well, and then also true uh there's also modern scholarship um connecting the proto-indo-european uh stem lem meaning nocturnal spirit mm, that makes more sense i think yeah alert lemures which you know if if we're going off of um and here's the important kind of next step uh, or uh, that i'm talking about is, is her as a boogeyman that's the next big topic here really and, and really the focus of this because that's what she became even in ancient greece like post you know as we're getting closer to the 80s um through the classical not period. the 80s um, but the 80s yeah no, the, in the 80s yeah cocaine and lamias <laughs> and um the ADs, the Anno Dominis, that, that's what she became. So it was, you know, um, we talked about Spring Hill Jack, you know, in England, 18th century or 19th century, your kids, they're being dumb. They're not working in the mines. You say, oi, uh, Jack will get you if you don't make a penny. Suppin, pup, pup, tuppence. That's what the exact thing they would say, but it would be, oi, oh, make the, oh, what's the word for money back then? Kyle was playing. Oh, oh, that's Roman. I don't know. Right, yeah. Oh, I, I, I wish I knew it. Kyle. No, she doesn't know. She's not listening. Um, <laughs> she would be able to tell me what the the Greek coin is. But that's what they would say. They they would say like, hey, when you're playing outside, don't go here in the hills because the lamia will eat, devour you. And I think it's around here where I think it's interesting to see if the lamia was like a single being. Was it one boogeyman or the boogeyman? You know, like I, I'm trying to think of was it one being for everyone. Or was it just the things under your bed kind of thing? Because that's that's what Lamia became. That's exactly what Wikipedia talks about too. Yeah, and, and even um, Diodorus's first century account and other accounts in antiquity corroborate her being a boogeyman figure, uh, frightening children into good behavior is the term Wikipedia uses. So I thought that was really interesting. Um, uh, there's also even um, Apuleius. I believe that was a historian and dramatist. Hold on. Um, he, he wrote The Golden Ass. Yeah. Um, oh, he was a philosopher in the Roman province. Um, he was from 124 to 170. Did we talk about The Golden Ass? I believe so. I think, I think with um, Peter. that one awesome guy. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And the, I can't remember what story we were talking about. The one the one really cool dude. Uh, but in that story, they, they appear as Thessalian witches. And they're called, th- those witches in that story are called uh, Lemiae, like the plural of Lamia. So, or like uh, the remember, Romanized version, maybe? Or... Um, it could be. He, I, I think he was, I'm pretty sure he was writing in Greek. That's another... That's a, he was a novelist, writer, public speaker, 124 to 170. Oh, no, it was AD, excuse me. So, yeah, it, it, he could have been writing, writing in Greek. Even if he was Roman, he was maybe writing in Greek. It's still a possibility. Right. Marcus Aurelius did it. He he said Greek was better to write in. Uh, <laughs> he did. He really did. I don't know if you know that. But um, so, uh, and I remember, you know, when I first told you this, I was saying, hey, let's talk about Lamia. And, you you know, you did a quick little kind of search and you said, oh, they're like witches. And I was like, yes, and and that's that's where this kind of comes from. And then also in Joseph Delaney's um, series, The Spooks Apprentice, the Lamia are featured in that. I don't want to give too many because they're actually it's actually kind of important in that series. They bring a lot of 
he, he does what we do. He brings a lot of myth and legend into his books. Um, they're set into like a fictional 18th century or yeah, 18th century England. It, it, the main character is a spook who who takes care of like the supernatural and things like that. And it's it's very fun. It's 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 all they use like salt and iron and you know it's very gritty and you, you, there's no like magic spells and stuff like that. But um, Lamy are in there and they are they're a kind of witch. He describes them really cool when they do appear. They have they're, they're they've got like insectoid like wings almost, but I think they're feathery. But they're they're like. Ew. It's yeah, they're they're gross. They're it's very it reminded me of like the, a description of a of a true gorgon as being just hideous. But they're very yeah, they're very um powerful. And the Lamia also uh, one cool thing in this series: the more they're with human humans, just normal humans, they will become more human. And if and they can be domesticated, and a domesticated Lamia you wouldn't hardly even tell from a normal human. But a feral Lamia is the ones that, yeah, they, they, they don't even speak. They just grunt. They're, they're just all about eating and stuff like that. And they have to be kind of like wrangled in and then domesticated if you want them to, to be that way. So it's, it's, it's really cool. Uh, Delaney's series, um, I, I, I nearly finished it. It kind of goes off the deep end in a couple stories later on that I didn't love. But the first five, I think there's like 11 or 12 books. The first like five books are like solid. And, and the series the series is really easy to read. It's a young adult series. Really fun. And that's that's what gave me this and, and has given us several um, topics in the last few uh, stories. So going on, though, um, the last kind of thing from Wikipedia and Britannica and stuff, um, uh, a lot of people do kind of make connections to Medusa. Uh, apparently, Medusa is actually identified with Libya, um, but there's also the... They they both had dealings with the the three witches the the Graiai that's how it's pronounced who shared the eye right and in in some versions that eye belonged to the Gorgons also right so that's in that movie Clash of the Titans the eighties version I, I've oh, not yeah. seen the newer one um or maybe I have right. and I don't remember it very well but sure um yeah they had uh Perseus. Yeah, had to sure. had to Perseus or Theseus, one of them. The, yeah, had to take the eye mm-hmm. from the Gracchus. Is that what they're called? Gracchi. Gracchi. And they Gracchi. um took, and then he had to use the eye to like find Medusa or something. It was real weird. Sure. Well, yeah, and apparently they have a connection to Libya. Uh, Medusa does too. So. Um, yeah, I, I thought that was pretty interesting. My my so my final thing, um, Libya. Or sorry, Lamia um, from Theoi's uh, thing. Uh, that you know, they describe her as a child devouring sea monster or a night haunting demon, and that's that's sort of I guess the the duality really of the stories that, um, especially the classic classic ones, are that. In fact, um, she is uh, uh, the she was probably identified with the sea goddess um, Kato, um, spelled like Keto, uh, for both are described as the mother of the monstrous Scylla. Um, her other child, Achilles, the lipless one, was transformed into a small shark by Aphrodite. God, thanks, y'all, for making sure Lamia had a just a great life. I guess at least two of her children didn't die. <laughs> right, yeah, as wonderful sea monsters. Lamia was no doubt for... Oh, here we go. Yeah, so um, from Theori, Lamia was no doubt first envisioned, envisaged as a sea monster. She was the daughter of Poseidon, and her name is simply the... Gr- the ancient Greek word for a large, dangerous, lone shark. So again, maybe there's this euhemeristic kind of evolution of these stories of, of something happened here in Libya with a big shark, and you know people start talking, and all of a sudden it's the queen's fault because everything's a woman's fault, right? And uh, but but Theoi also absolutely concedes uh, Lamia 
often described and much later described as a boogeyman, a night haunting demon, Damon, I should say, which preyed on children. Damon, by the way, um, D-A-E-M-O-N, I'm pretty sure it just essentially means that you're like half godlike right hold on in ancient greek a divinity or supernatural being of nature between gods and humans yeah not not like a demigod but you're um not quite a god you're definitely not a human kind of like angels or something sure yeah absolutely um so she she's a daemon uh in in that sense i wanted to make sure i covered that and and yeah originally a libyan queen loved by zeus jealous wife hera as theo he puts it um here's what the affair what what story isn't started by Zeus having an affair like hair like come on here uh and then yeah her exacting the revenge out to others this is really well talked about though um as as far back as the 7th and 6th century BC the Stesichorus fragments the Greek lyric it's wrenching in Pausanias talks about it in description of Greece in his Greek travelogue of the 2nd century AD um one of my favorite mentionings the pseudo which is a in the the Byzantine Greek lexicon of the 10th century AD. I think, yeah, this was, I mentioned this many times. It was sort of a Christian um, Eastern Empire, Greek-speaking empire, just kind of going over everything, and and it mentions these sort of things as well. So, uh, but uh, Plutarch, um, Aristophanes I mentioned, and um, Eustathius on Homer's Odyssey are other sources that mention the Lamia in some form or fashion, and and it's typically either that, that sea monster or that boogeyman figuring but either way really interesting very i think it's a really kind of good simple tale but uh it's interesting to think that a, like a real libyan queen could have been involved and a shark and and how much it's branched out since then because like i want to say was it queen of the damned was about lamia it was one of those oh, mo- sure. vampire movies and the it, it was definitely a lady vampire and she was like uh-huh. supposedly a lamia Oh, I didn't know this. No. I'll have to look that up. Is that a, a Queen of the Damned? That's a movie? I think it's Queen of the Damned. Yeah, it's it might be even be like an Anne Rice movie. I, I'm not sure. Yeah. Anne Rice, Queen of the Damned. Oh, is based on the third novel. I'll do a quick control F, Lamia. No, they don't mention the word Lamia. She does seem very the in the picture. Oh, there, there's it's it. some vampire movie oh, wow. that the lady's the main sure. character. Um Yeah. It, it's definitely taken on that that form, and I think that's really cool that it has the Lamia has this these two identities of either serpentine sea creature or just evil vampire lady, one or the other. It, almost always, like especially in the seventeenth, um, eighteenth, nineteenth century, like uh, as we get to more modern times, it, she's depicted as this seductress um, who's who very very siren like, but with a you know snake or mermaid style, but 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 always ill intent, always malicious. But very pretty. That's that's like the constant factor. <laughs> well, the lady and queen of the dam was very pretty for sure. <laughs> yeah, no, I saw that. That's what I'm saying. I, it looks like they at least you know kind of did that sort of. She looks like a lamia. That's what I'm feeling. Yeah, that's what I'm getting. So I liked it a lot. And well, she definitely I, had I, like Nars body glow on or something because yeah, she's <laughs> definitely glowing. Sparkly vampires. That yeah that that's that's it that's pretty much it for Lamia. Um, nothing as cool as Hermes. Sorry, uh, listen to that episode. Well, anything if you ever are a new be. listener. Nothing. Yeah, we're all gonna be comparing it. It's gonna be rough. But uh, we hope you enjoyed this episode. This is um, this should be essentially one of the last ones of the year, right? Um, we're almost. I think there'll be one more after this. 
Right, yeah, depending on how the schedule goes. Sorry if it's out of order and it's next year or whatever. We'll see how it goes. But, um, you know, we publish every Wednesday. You can listen to us on multiple podcast services. Um, we host through Pinecast uh, Podcasting Services, and you can go to our page there. It's, it should be in the description in the podcast that you're listening to right now, like Spotify or whatever, and on YouTube if you want to use another service or something like that. But we also record video, put it up. You can see Cami and mine's face faces our faces and uh, if you have any suggestions for anything let us know um our facebook group is active cami actually i think you just started a chat because they're focusing on that so just throw a, a topic in the chat or whatever if you want or just e you know email us directly um mystery is all one word and there's an ie at the end uh, we we love to talk about i, I you know cami uh, we had that episode about the uh arabic um or islamic concept of the quarine mm -hmm. And I, I, someone just listened to it, was commenting on it just like a couple weeks ago and was, was super involved. It was really cool to hear uh, who, who's from uh, Africa, I believe. Oh, wow. Um, so, I, yeah, I, I, I just I love that. You know, we had the Welsh episode where a, a Welsh native commented. I, I, this is why we do the show, and it's, it's super fun to see other people. So, and, and I, I always encourage, if we got something wrong, let us know. <laughs> always. Please. Um, but I think that covers it. Cami, would you like to conclude anything? I really wish I knew which movie that was. We'll find out. <laughs> That's about it. <laughs> we'll figure it out. Comment below. We'll, we'll figure it out. We'll see. If you know any movies that feature Lamia, let Cammie know. All right, everyone. Well, uh, thanks for listening or watching, and we will see you next time.